Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Tonight, I'm gonna fall in It's another sunny, fabulous day here in the cafe. Diane's got her coffee. You're stirring your coffee. I so, am. So, so what is that us, noise? It's coffee stirring. For those of us who don't actually think we're in a cafe, we are in a cafe. <laughs> I, I actually, I drink decaf coffee. I just, I just like it. I, I like yeah, it. It doesn't I, I, wire me up, but I, I still get the taste. I cannot drink coffee at all. And I, I drink the cheapest coffee I can find. I tried at Safeway. I tried to drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is cheap. I tried to drink coffee for a week once. I said, I'm going to be a coffee drinker. And I tried, and I was on the road at the time traveling with an act. And I, I was like, after three days, I was absolutely just, it was insane. I had, I did, thought I was going to die. I just, <laughs> I did. I said, God, if you help me out of this, this caffeine haze, I'll, you know, one of those kind of promises. <laughs> it was bad. So I, I have, I maybe had a, one cup of coffee since, you know, then, which is like 50 years ago. Whatever that was. No. I, I remember that was. when I was growing up and I, and my, my dad, my mom and dad both drank coffee, but my mom drank it black and my dad drank it with lots of cream and a lot of sugar, like four tablespoons of sugar. So, oh, and then he would dunk his bread in it. And so, you know, I, I like, well, that to be, I like the sugar. To but. be fair, of course, I was born in Scotland. So from a small age, we always had tea. And so we'd have tea with, with milk and sugar. And I remember that in Scotland. And, I remember, and cake. I remember that. tea came with Well, cakes. the tea part. I'm just talking about the tea part. Oh, okay. Uh, so then I, I remember like the we, we continued drinking tea in America. And I was this little kid who drank tea. I mean, no kid going to school that I went to drank tea or coffee. Earl Grey, right? Right. Uh, yeah, he had nothing to do with it. But <laughs> so we would drink this tea. And then one day, I think I was about 10, and I said, I cannot drink this anymore. You know, the tea, sugar, and milk thing. It was yeah. awful to me. And, and just the, the thought of it first. now just still makes me kind of queasy. So I gave up tea. And now the only tea I drink is, you know, herbal tea. I don't know. when we. I know when we went to England, oh, it must have been in 2014. Yeah. And uh, that was a fun trip. We, we visited Downton Abbey. But anyway, I remember staying with our friend Linda, and we had tea every afternoon, and, and it was really good. You had the, the, the tea, and you put the milk in, and then you put the tea in, and it was, it was really Yeah, good. I'd never see, notice I didn't have any of that. So. <laughs> I tried to suffer through a, a little cup of plain tea, you know, just to, to make it look good, but I just, you know, ever uh, since... Linda's listening. She's probably... Linda, I'm sorry, Linda. I can't drink tea. I, I can't know. do it. No. But, uh, you know, but also, I'm thinking, I'm just like eight, nine-year-old kid in Catholic school. No wonder I was a troublemaker. I was all amped up on caffeine. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, they didn't make decaffeinated no, tea. No, there was no decaffeinated herbal tea. tea. No. no, there's no herbal tea in 19, <laughs> whatever it was, but you know. Well, so, but I'm glad you've got your cup of coffee because it'll yeah. help us talk about this movie, which of course has nothing to do with coffee. But. No, of course not. So uh, we, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, our, our deal is we uh, talk about the movies that we like. Or that we, you know, well, sometimes we love them and sometimes we, we like them a lot. But they, and then sometimes they, we might not like really overjoyed love them, but they're good movies. They're well made. Right. And, but maybe the plot doesn't attract us. But we, we try to have a certain standard of form when we're trying to watch well, yeah. these movies. And, you know, the, so that's why sometimes we don't talk about the current latest movie because, it just didn't hit us. And, you know, we, we do these movies so that we can recommend them. And 
I don't, I didn't feel like I could. You know? Well, you know, we've watched in the last couple of weeks, we've watched, watched a couple of big with, stars. With some big, heavy hitting big, stars. Big, heavy hitter stars. Heavy hitters. You know, we, we watch them and, you know, they're watchable, but they didn't and cause then, us know, to get excited about them or think about that we could talk about them. So what we thought we would do today is we're going to talk about um, a movie that had two of the stars from the last two weeks and then talk about a movie we thought was an excellent movie. With them in it. And then in do, in doing so, we can talk about why we think it's a really good right. movie. And that might, I don't know, maybe give you a clue between the lines as to why we didn't like the others. Well, to much. me, you know, I'm I'm never usually motivated by who's in a movie. I'm more motivated if the movie's oh, good. And that's the story. Because you know. I, I love seeing new talent come right, in and just right. blow everybody away. But at the same time, I, I so much appreciate watching these guys who have done it for a long time and when they really deliver, I mean, and, and, and it takes a good script for, I think. It all for comes them down to, really to the script. It really, it comes a, down a to the story and, story and the script. And, yeah. and when it's really good and they, and you can tell they are really de- delivering on a deeper level, then that to me gets me excited because I think, wow, these guys are, you know, they're just, they're just really honing their craft. And, and it's, that is it's true. really enjoyable to watch. That is true. And so that's what we're going to talk about today for our main course is a movie that uh, we found to be exceptionally good, especially we've watched it more than once. And more in than watching twice, it, probably. Well, we we watched, I watched it's been on a couple of years. And I watched it last night in, in the kind of, okay, I'm going to really be tough on this movie in, in a critique mode. And I just thought, I think it's a really good Hallmark movie. And you movie. know, this is one of those movies that, I mean, it, it's funny. I, sometimes I think I must be crazy because I look at all the reviews from the uh, and all the comments on the last movie and uh, the last couple of movies that we're not covering and i think uh, did i miss something am i just dumb i mean what, no, why don't i love this movie the way, yeah i did I, we did we because we you know us we try to watch things more than once because you know we 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 might not have been in a good frame of mind we might have right. been hungry we might have been <laughs> like you know i i missed my medication or something i don't know but <laughs> I just I think maybe something's wrong, so I'll watch it again in a different frame of mind. And this time, it, it just didn't help. And and this movie that we're going to talk about, uh, I remember comments that said they that people didn't like it. So I think which I was interesting to me, yeah, because it has the heavy hitters. Yeah, and of course we're hitters. talking about uh, the the main course today is as Michael calls it, it was always Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it was always you, but you could call it was always Tyler. This is a movie from uh, 2021. It starred Tyler Hines and Aaron Krako, and uh, it was directed by Michael Robeson. We keep coming up with that I know. name. One of my favorite directors, and I, I yeah. swear we're gonna we're gonna have him on to talk. I to know. Him, Kathy Cloves wrote the teleplay. Uh, Marion uh, Thurm wrote the book. It's based uh, on a book called "Today Is Not Your Day." This book uh, was a book of short stories, and this is one of the stories. But in typical Hallmark fashion. It's been altered quite a bit from what the original yeah. story is, but the general idea came from this book, so that's why they based because you don't book. want a twenty-minute movie. No, uh, and of course, and William McKnight did the the photography. The he's yeah. a cinematographer, and I always enjoy William yep. McKnight's movies. And uh, Michael Hurwitz did the music; very good uh, music. And we'll talk you know, more about music in yeah. this movie. And later you know, on, so. one of the things that's interesting is because certain movies. I'm attracted to because of their location. Right. This was an amazing location. Right. And I mean, it was gorgeous. And I sometimes I think, you know, we should give a shout out to the location people. Well, this, well, yeah, that's true. I, I should look up the location manager for this movie. I, I can't at the moment, but so we'll thank you anyway. But the location is Vancouver Island. Yeah. And but I mean, it's the people that place. find these houses 
And like this one has this incredible treehouse. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, let me, let, let, is that it for ingredients? Uh, that's it much? for the ingredients, yes. Okay. So let me t- give you a little bit of the recipe. Um, Aaron Krako, of course, plays Elizabeth, and she's a dental technician engaged to George. And, and fun fact, she's actually in the opening of the movie working on her now fiance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ben Rosenbaum chair. is so. in the chair, and and that's actually her boyfriend. So yeah, that's pretty funny. That is funny. Well, I think they're engaged. Now. Well, I don't know sure. if they're engaged, but they did get a. I know. Let's a, start they did the adopt a puppy anyway. not too long ago. That's, so that's, that's, that's a, that was always a sign. Behind. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, she is engaged to George, and George is played to uptight perfection by Giles Panton. Panton, <laughs> as I come, a stuffy, rigid by the book dentist with a. With a, with a sweetness to, about him, you know, he, he had to be sweet in some ways or why would they be together? He and Elizabeth are engaged and they head back home to the island uh, for their engagement party. And we learn that Elizabeth grew up in a broken home across the street from George and his family, uh, which includes, um, amongst others, uh, George's sister Louise, played by Alicia R- uh, Rotoro, and his brother David, of course, played by Tyler Hines. So David uh, is, is a world traveler. You know, he left home long before. He's full of humor and he's full of adventure and, and nobody ever knows where he is. And uh, Which is basically a typical Tyler Hines character. I know, yeah. he plays those really well. Okay. So uh, uh, he, of course, he's coming back uh, to, for the engagement party. And, 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 well, George is just work, he's a workaholic, he's addicted to work. He's, yeah. a, he's also addicted to the feeling, I think, that he gets to save people that people, you know, he's got kind of a, a complex about that. I Probably so, because yeah. his dad yeah. died early or whatever it is, he feels like he has to save right, people. Right, that's mentioned in the, in the movie that his dad died early, and I think that has affected both of these brothers yeah. in different and, and ways. And that, in, in fact, that has a lot of, in common with the three wise men and a baby. I think, you know, because there was a lot of backstory on right. these, these brothers and what they had to deal with, with the loss of a father. Right. And I think one of the th- arguments I would say to say this is one reason why it's a good movie is because they go there in this movie. They give these characters motivation. And uh, and almost, to me, this felt like could have almost been a, like a feature film because it's not your typical sort of yeah, that's the, cookie cutter. <laughs> some people say Hallmark it felt like a real movie. Well, they're wedding. all real movies, yes. but you know, but yeah, but I know yeah, what I know you're what saying, saying yeah. you know, and, and uh, we should do that again. That was good. I know what you're saying. <laughs> say it together. <laughs> say it with me. So I know what you're saying. Oh, it was later. When, when, so when George is called back to the office because he just, they can't live without him. Uh, he's wants he's supposed to come back the next day and uh, there's a lightning strike. And of course they ha- can only get to lightning the island storm. by, yeah. by bridge. Yeah. So it, it throws the bridge out it, it and knocks it puts the bridge a hole out. in the bridge. The bridge is struck by lightning. And, uh, um, and that leaves David to escort Elizabeth. And of course, on top of that, the, evidently there's no self service wherever George is or wherever they are, wh- whatever, they can't really communicate at all. So, uh, George, uh, I mean, uh, David spends his time, uh, taking, um, Elizabeth to all the appointments for the wedding, uh, engagement party, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, uh, that, that's hilarious. 
in itself. At least it is funny. And, you know, because they've known each other since they were kids, they're they're really comfortable with each other, although she is at odds with the, the type of person that, that he is. Well, the, David spends his time the, trying to find right. find that Elizabeth that he grew up with, this, this girl who yearned for adventure and right. travel. And now he looks at her and says, he's like, who are you? Why? I know you're there. You're in there. Come on. Come back. Come out and play. And uh, but she's she's kind of gotten into this uh, sort of uh, routine with George, I guess, where it's it's very cut and dried, very you know straight down the middle, and everything's, everything's got to be perfect. In a list. And uh, yes, yeah. and she makes lots of lists. And uh, so so David spends his time, uh, you know, challenging her and goading her and just kind of teasing her. And you can tell that's probably how he was when he was a kid. And in fact, that's true because we, they have a conversation about all these things that he used to do to her when right. they were growing up, all these like little, little teasing, irritating right, things. Right. So, which, you know, it's kind of like us being married after 26 years. You're still irritated. No, no, you're just teasing me. <laughs> Only when I've had too much tea. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's, he just keeps trying to get her to come back and play. You know, he's not trying. And one of the arguments that I read or when these when this movie came out is people thought he was trying to make the move, put the moves on her, and take her away from George, and that is that couldn't be further from the truth. Well, that, that's the and big, I watched it really carefully yeah. last night to see yeah. is he doing that or not? And he's not. He's absolutely not. He's the perfect gentleman all the time. He right. never puts the move on her. Nope. He's just trying to get her to loosen up and be herself and remember her dreams and remember who she is. He doesn't care if she, you know, obviously you find out he is in love with her right. and always has been, but he really stays on that side of the fence. He but does he'd not step make aside, the move. I think, but he realizes obviously if he can bring her help, bring her back to who she, maybe she really is. Maybe she'll see things that, differently. Yeah. But uh, she'd be happier person. Yeah. Anyway. She'd be a happy person, happier person. Yeah. So one of the, uh, changing moments in the, in the movie is when Aaron goes and talks to uh, George and David's grandmother, played by Paula, Paula Shaw. Shaw. She's fantastic. <laughs> I love her. And, uh, you know, she kind of plays a similar character all the time, but that's, you know, you want that kind of character, you go but get we Paula love Shaw. It. We just love it. You she's know, the only so. one that can pull it off. That's but right. she tells about, now she's had this storybook uh, marriage, of course, the grandfather's long gone, but mm-hmm. she, you know they they married after like two weeks, and they were just it was just the love of her life, and, uh, and then she tells Aaron that, or she tells Elizabeth that back when she met her grandfather, she was actually uh, with somebody else, right. and they was supposed to be perfect, and he was all this and all that, but uh, then she met the grandfather and. Uh, she said that there was no question. They just had that zing. zing. And zing. that was a big deal. You had to the zing. zing. And obviously from Elizabeth's expression, she has no idea what that is. No. And that's sad because she should have that zing. And she tells her that, uh, you know, um, the grandmother tells her that when she would dance with her, the grandfather, that she would go weak in the knees. Well, so that'll, that's foreshadowing. That'll come up later. But that's part of the zing. She starts to see David differently, but but even more so, she sees herself differently, and she starts to say, "Wow, I, yeah, maybe I should want to do this, or you know, maybe I maybe I do want to do this. Maybe I do want to be this way, or laugh more, lighten up, and not just eat vanilla." So right, right. Um, but there are some great great scenes. There's some hysterically funny scenes, and then there are some 
really, really adult, mature dialogue scene. Right, uh, that's what I like that, about the movie. And, and yeah. that's when I can watch a movie and I go, yeah, I have felt that way. I, I, I totally get what, what he's saying. Uh, so, you know, at one point, um, David says, you know, sometimes, he said, sometimes people around you aren't going to understand your journey, but that's okay because it's not their journey. That is such a universal theme. Man, with I'll just tell you, that's happened to me. You know, they just, you know, people in your life, they just, they don't understand your journey. But I, it's my journey. So, I mean, that's right. I, you know, I understand it. So, and you know, people, and I know in our families would look at us and go, what are you doing now? And we have um, certainly, you know, learned things that we would never learn, experienced things that we would never experienced if we want creative musical, artistic, and crazy people. Well, you, to me, I've always thought that life is an adventure, and to, to be an adventurous is to take chances, you know. To, that's what I Sometimes think. you gamble on things. And, and that's, that's the one of the themes of this movie is that she doesn't take chances anymore. And, and as you go along, you know, she starts kind of testing George a little bit, you know, like, well, you know, uh, why well, George we... finally gets back to the island. Well, yeah, she's, yeah. you know, all along she said, you know, why don't we take uh, two months off from the practice and go, you know, around the world. And, ever, you know, she's always wanted to see the not Coliseum. Nope, and not going to do it. He's like, that's, no, maybe when we're old and we're very old and very gray. And <laughs> that was the moment when she realized, you know, that and the, and the, the moment when somehow hysterically they're at the DJ's, <laughs> the kid living in the basement. Right. Oh, that, I love the DJ scene. Because I've, I've been a wedding DJ, so I thought it was pretty hilarious. There is nothing you haven't done, actually. I no, would no, say. I've been Except a maybe a midwife. Well, You've been, never done that. No. I can't imagine. No. No. I've been a wedding DJ, a wedding singer. I've videotaped weddings. And I've been in two weddings of my own. Yeah, you could be a wedding expert if <laughs> anybody out part. there needs to hire. Yeah, yes, I know. I didn't miss <laughs> okay, it. I just okay, kind of no. skipped over it. I skipped over it. So yeah. I just, yeah, me too. But the, uh, the, the whole point of this movie is really about that journey and, and how people can inspire you to follow your heart or they can keep you kind of caged. And that is her choice. You know, she realizes, but she ultimately realizes that she's caging herself. She's not, in fact, and I know we don't like to reveal this, but this movie has been out a while. So it's, it's even if I say something that is a spoiler, right. still go watch the And movie. you can watch you it know? on Hallmark Movies Hallmark Now. Hallmark Movies Now, yeah. With no commercials, no which commercials. is fantastic. Love that. I love Hallmark Movies Now. So the, uh, you know, at one point, she basically remembers uh, that maybe, or she realizes that maybe she should take a step back so she tells George and it's a it's an excruciating scene because it's not easy right. and uh and by the way her the wardrobe for her in this movie is oh golly it's I good. don't know who did that I mean that dress she was wearing at the end you know in the oh, breakup yeah. scene yeah. Uh, the, the little black uh, cocktail dress and uh, she's trying to explain to him. And, and the writing on this is so good because it doesn't wander like I'm doing now. It doesn't wander around to get to the point that real, really good writers can write in two sentences and just make you weak at the knees. Well, I, I'm telling you, Kathy Cloves, who wrote the teleplay on this movie, excellent job. It's beautifully written uh, teleplay. But if really I ever is. have a chance to talk to either one of these leads, yeah. I would want to ask them about the registration scene, the wedding gift registration scene with the scanner. Oh, that was a classically so good funny. scene. Yeah. And they, now I know there was written dialogue there, but I I know they must have they must have improvised some of that right, stuff. Right. And 
I, like the flying pigs and the, <laughs> so the, the fish plates and, and just the, the, that's when you know you're watch, watching two real pros because the choices they make, they're always, they're, the good ones are always doing something interesting even while they're talking. Right, right. And like when Tyler picks up the fish plate, the, the trout plate or whatever it is. Serving plate oh, that's shaped like the, a trout, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's kind of waving it around and slapping it, in <laughs> and that that's not in the script. So he's he's chosen to do that, and exactly. it just makes yeah. the scene just kind of flow. And then at one point, he says, "What do you really want?" And he's goading her. He says, "What do you really want?" And she points a scanner at him and and hits the button, and they're both kind of shocked. And that's how you know he's not moving on her. No, he's not because he was. Really, he didn't expect that. He wasn't hoping for it. He he it, he didn't. It kind of knocked him for a loop. He didn't really know, and it knocked her for a loop because she didn't expect that she was doing it. And so this this movie, to me, has all the elements that you want in a really really good well, Hallmark movie. It's very believable. It has more depth than the usual. Um, you're in the wrong place and right. you got to figure it out. There's so much more going on in this movie, and the B story is really sweet too. And Nelson Wong and and oh, uh, yeah. Alicia. Yeah, Nelson the, Wong. Actually, uh, he, I think this is his best character. He plays ever. Eugene, and I think it's his best role in a Hallmark movie. I that totally I've believed seen. he was a mailman. Yeah, I was like my dad was a mailman, so I, I totally believe he was a mailman. I mean, he did play a tough <laughs> cop in the Martha's Vineyard Mysteries, which never got well, resolved that because was that good. series yeah. went away. But he was good in that. But this movie, he's really, really good. So. Uh, you know, if you're a Nelson Wong fan, you have to take a look at this he, movie. He so. gets a good uh, he gets a good bite out of this one too. He does, so. he does. And well, well, and that's apple pie. He gets a good apple yeah, pie out of it. That's true. Too. But I will say that you can just tell the, and that's why we picked this movie because it was, uh, you know, Aaron Krako was in um, this last weekend's movie, and Tyler was in the weekend before, and we. Passed over those movies, but, couple weekends before, uh, couple yeah. weekends, yeah. and we passed over those movies, but not because of the actors. We just didn't feel like the story was enough. The st- you know, or it wasn't that their 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 acting wasn't enough. That had to have a better story, and we're pretty hardcore about that. I know, know? and and we, we might take some heat for it, but that's yeah. the way it goes. And we, you know, we, and, we I, do and love I'm not saying don't though. watch those movies because you'll you'll probably enjoy oh, yeah. it. And I know you'll enjoy it. It's a fun, fun ride. But we get one time every week to talk about two movies, and uh, we want to talk about the best of the best. And that's that's where we're at. Oh, and I, and a couple more things I wanted to point out about the movie and the music in this movie. They actually use some real recordings uh, of songs uh, in the DJ dance garage scene. They're they're dancing to uh, uh, Tricia Yearwood's version of um, How Do I Live. And also, you'll hear Joe Cocker sing the the original version of "You Are So Beautiful." Mm-hmm, that's true. And, and yeah. it's unusual when they actually use real uh, original recordings in these movies. And I thought that was pretty cool. And the other thing is, uh, I noticed in the the credits that uh, Tyler Hines gets credit for writing a song called "Betty Rose," and it's, I guess he's singing that song on the guitar in the treehouse. I think that must be when he's singing uh, that song. But okay, it actually it's not the one in the oyster shack, is it? No, no, it's, it's him. Yeah playing the guitar and yeah. it's his original song betty rose you yeah. know so to, that's cool that's pretty good yeah. you can't get it any place i don't think but it was it was in the movie you have so. to see this movie just for the treehouse i think but <laughs> i find it to be a a great movie uh, uh about real relationships about yeah. uh real development as a person um and it actually and has redis- a, and rediscovering yourself that's yeah. that's what i liked about the movie and it has actually uh has uh has a really satisfying ending, but it's not the kind of ending you actually would expect. 
It just nails it. At the right. End. So, so if you watch this movie and you thought, oh, it's a guy trying to steal another guy's girl, take it's look. not it's, what this movie's take about. Take another look with a different yeah. perspective and, and uh, you'll find that you will hear more and see more in the story and you will appreciate these two fine actors. And I would say it's one more. of the best Hallmark movies in the last five years, without a doubt. So. Yeah, it makes my top ten. So when we come back, we've got dessert waiting on the table. Voice like yours, unlike any other. A voice like yours has finally come like the sound of your soul, echoing mine. A voice like yours says it all to me. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by Rolling Home Records, the home of original music by Michael and Diane Killen. Visit rollinghomerecords.com to find streaming links to your singles and tracks from their albums. And be sure to find Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love, as featured in the Hallmark movie, Where Your Heart Belongs, on your favorite streaming platform. Now I'm learning that a voice like yours can harmonize with one like mine. We have found the notes we can play. All right, we're back for dessert. You know, but that first main course, I'm so full from that. It was such a good movie. That, I know. I don't think I need much of a dessert, which is probably a good thing because this is kind of like a snow cone. A lot of people go for a walk after dinner. We go gonna, for a ride. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was good. That was, that was almost good. Almost good. Actually, I'm thinking, I think after this, I will go for a ride. I think I'll go grab my horse and <laughs> see if she's swiveling at the hawks. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I don't think she will be. Anyway, we're of course, of course, we're talking about Ride, uh, episode four, uh, called Estella. Yes, which we'll find out in a minute what that means. I know, interesting. And uh, we uh, we didn't uh, review Ride. We didn't talk about it last week. We had um, um, we had better things to do. <laughs> no, I think you went for another ride. I think, I think. I did. Anyway, but but this week, uh, written by uh, who was it written by? Mark Haroun, who is a writer who writes a lot of episodes of Heartland. The other Western, he's quite accomplished. Alberta Canadian he's, yeah, ranch show. Yeah, I think they. I mean, this is this is the first episode he's written. I believe. I don't know. Well, he's listed as a co-executive producer, so he's got something to do with the show. But yeah. uh, he is listed as the writer here, uh, and which I think like, is a good thing. It's like Nashville. You know, there's a, there's a writer room, and he's the writer on this one. You know, he's a designated writer <laughs> on this episode. I don't know. Yeah, no, so you're, Who no, knows? no, I don't want it. You take it. Who no, knows I don't want how it. it actually works with this show, but, but he's the writer and. I love this Actually, name. Sarah St. Ange is the director. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but it's a wonderful Saint name. Saint-Ange. You have to have a French accent. Saint-Ange. Saint yeah, that's you say. I don't know. I don't anyway, know Anyway, she's a director. Right. She directed last she week's episode. She can call me later. She directed last week's episode as well, so uh, they usually do them in blocks, so this is her second episode, and... This episode actually has a little bit more going on than last week's, which is why we didn't really talk about last week's, other than the fact that uh, Jake um, uh, Foy, who uh, uh, plays Tough McMurray, discovered uh, Valeria's... Uh, stash of stash licenses. Of licenses. False IDs. False IDs. Other identities. That was like the big moment. Yeah. They put on some kind of party. It was like a party planner episode. You know, it, it was not that exciting, so... Uh, no, this is the party planner episode. No, that was last week. Oh, oh, that one. That was the you know, ball, the, the cattleman's thing. See, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah, See, you yeah. forgot already. Well, because this one has a party too. That's why I thought you got them confused. Well, different. 
So this is a birthday party for right, for Bell. Right. Anyway, who now? So Bell is uh, on full watch. Um, the the mayor in the stall with her is not pregnant. By the way, it looks like she maybe just had a foal. And at the end of it, there is a foal nursing off that same mare. So obviously, they found a mare that just foaled. And oh, you're giving away so, the whole thing. Well, I'm sorry. Well, just, I'm a horse the mare's supposed to be pregnant. So. Yeah, no. But at the same time, it it was like you, you know you know t- this is this is uh, 2023, and uh, even if they made it in 2022. Uh, people who have horses ready to fold do not sit in the stall with them because they won't go. They won't do it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's they're not like, going to do it. You're watching me, and you know, I'm not what? doing it. It's just they wait until the middle of the night. Any of us want, so. and right, and so <laughs> most most places have uh, closed circuit television cameras right. or closed circuit cameras, and that's how they keep an eye on it. And, or they're down the well, hall they have a waiting. Ba- they have a little baby but baby monitor sit, in there. Or something yeah, like they that. don't sit in the stall. It's like no horses. They, they like privacy. Well, it's interesting like because else. in The Way Home, there was an episode where... Uh, well, the, 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 the cow was getting ready the to cow calve, was gonna... but it was actually calving. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was it was already in the process. And right. with, with cattle, you D- often... So we had Bell and Dell. Yeah. That's why I get confused. Oh, so Dell in the previous... But with, with cows, you often do have, to, you often do have to help them by pulling them out. Right. Like, like they right. do in that. And that was a pretty dramatic scene. In yeah, this, this show, so this of course one, we've got another uh, waiting for the birth. Waiting for the... Must waiting for Godofol. So... <laughs> Godofol? <laughs> anyway, so the guys, I say, the family's trying to plan a birthday party and they're trying to figure out how to get her out of the stall, I guess. And so they arrange for Cody, the farrier, to come and distract her I'm. I'm still not sure why. Cody I mean, I guess, Fer- were they doing something when in there? When you need to distract think? somebody at a ranch, you call, call a farrier. A farrier. Yeah. And Cody is played by James Tupper, who's a fairly well-known I, face I like, on Hallmark. I like James Tupper. Yeah, I really do. Good I would, actor. I yeah. would cast him in just yeah. about anything. And and is this so, a, this is actually very different. Yeah. He's usually kind of playing a romantic lead, and here he is, kind of a shuffly a, yeah, farrier. Cody the now, farrier. why don't you explain for our audience what a farrier does? Well, a farrier is not a blacksmith. A blacksmith is is a. Um, a person who creates, you know, ironworks, and you know, you've seen them at some of the places you might go Clink. visit. Yeah, yeah, they're Clink. they're making, you know, uh, decorative uh, things or nails. And back in the old days, mm-hmm. they used to be the ones that made the nails and right. things, you know, hinges and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and even though a farrier will use the same tools sometimes to create horseshoes, uh, they are not blacksmiths. They are, I guess you could say, in the old days, they were. They were both farriers and blacksmiths. Right. But today you have a farrier who is totally responsible for the feet of the horse. And as they say, no foot, no horse. Uh, the, the feet, if you don't trim them right or shoe them right, they right. Can, it can throw everything else out of whack and make them lame. And, and uh, um, so a farrier is every, well, like for my horse, the farrier comes out every six to eight weeks, right. trims her feet. I don't shoe my horse, never have. No. Uh, but... Um, but it's a real skill. I mean, it, uh, yeah, know. definitely you have to. And go they to have to know a lot about horses and horse how they anatomy, move and, yeah. uh, leg structure, bone structure, right. uh, hoof structure, and uh, there's there's a lot to it. So um, it's not just you know pulling so a shoe or pulling a shoe. So old Cody's looking at the horse saying, "Well, it might have some swiveling hawks." Swiveling at the hawks, which I, that's a new one on me, but it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It can, it's sort of a wobble, I guess. But I like this episode because it did actually show some ranch stuff, even though you still don't see a lot of. These people who grew up on a ranch actually riding or there's no bull riding in this one. You just see him limping away. We cash see after we see bull. Ca- yeah, after <laughs> bull. <laughs> I saw that. Le- that was a legal show. 
after it's like after mash we have after CBS bull a legal show oh man that's bull. a television Nightmare. joke yeah okay so uh, and gus shows up with his niece sophie and uh missy takes them for a trail ride and then uh, sophie goes missing um and ends up at a treehouse Meanwhile in the barn, there's a kind of impromptu, or is it impromptu, or scheduled poker game that the guys usually have, but this time... Well, it was supposed to be a boys only. Right. This time, Valeria has, of course, she's, you know, on the ranch. She's co-managing the ranch, so she wants to be... Co-foreman? Woman? Person? Yeah, she wants to be in on the game, so... Well, she she wants to bond with these guys, because she's not getting anywhere. They're not giving her, and it's not her fault, it's it's their fault. Yeah, because the scene before, she's like, you know, filling up the ATV or whatever, and they're all just... Standing They're around, hanging around. Nobody's, not, nobody's doing she's anything. Pulling hoses and she's yeah. carrying like a fifteen-gallon, yeah. you know, gas. I mean, she's obviously the most container. useful person on the ranch because there's uh, cash looking. Look at this uh, hammock Look I at just this bought. From oh, isn't this nice? <laughs> and I'm meanwhile, just sit Valeria's here. over there doing all the work. So yeah. you know. And then you know, Tuff is just standing there. And meanwhile, uh, Steve is one of the ranch hands, and Steve is the son, actual son of Sean Johnson, who plays who plays Grandpa Jack in Heartland. Which oh, the first time I saw him, I said, "Hey, that's because he was in a couple episodes that yeah. were incredible yeah. episodes, playing uh, Sean's you know, Johnson's son or Jack's son, and it was it was." Uh, no, he was, playing, he was playing Jack way oh, back. Yeah, I'm sorry. He was playing He's Jack. He's playing the as, ghost of Jack. Yeah, yeah. He's playing Jack as a young as right, a young kid, the, the ghost so of Jack. Well, you'd have to see Heartland. Why are we talking about that? I anyway, anyway, he's in the show. That's another Heartland connection. So there, these are all the ranch hands, and they're going to have this poker game, right. and they go have the poker game. And then in the middle of the poker game, uh, or do, does she actually win the? Po- she wins. Oh, she wins. Valeria the wins the yeah. poker game. But right at the end of that, uh, now we can cut to the scene with the picnic. Which picnic? The one with Gus and the Sophie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are, there's only one picnic. I don't know. I'm confused. Why are we going on and on about this? It's I don't not, know. Not They're the having a picnic. The kid Sophie goes, wanders, off. wanders off. Sophie wanders off. She's lost. The whole ranch has to now go look for this little girl. Well, it turns out that Sophie's mom is getting remarried and she's upset. So she takes off and goes and finds this uh, treehouse that Missy has talked about running away to when she was upset. So, right. so I don't know how she found it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, like, where is this treehouse? Because it'd be different. They should have had them riding by it or something. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, oh, you know, or, or say, over there is a treehouse. Well, but she has no idea. It's a huge ranch. How right. does she find you this just, one it, little. You just in a go haystack. find the treehouse. Treehouse yeah. in a forest, you know? which is interesting because there was a treehouse in the in uh, the movie we just talked about for. Uh, oh, that's right. But this is a totally different treehouse. Tree <laughs> There's no Tyler Hines in this yeah, treehouse. No, house. no, no. He was not there. But uh, the, the so they they they're all looking um, frantically for her, and that's that's a big deal. And then finally, but everything all all's well that ends well, and they have the surprise birthday party for Belle. And they're all sitting there getting having a good time. Cash and Valeria are actually hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, some people have said, uh, you know, you know, there could be a little something, something there. Something. And I'm thinking, well, that would not be good because I think we're going to find out they're half brother and sister. Oh, that'd be so weird. That'd oh, be really yeah. strange. So hopefully they won't. I don't know, know if that's going to happen. But, you know, and then Valeria to me is still the most interesting. Uh, character and, and yeah, actor absolutely. actually in the entire show so yep. i find her very interesting she's every scene she's in she's really good well she's so. the only one that actually acts like she works on the ranch anyway she um well of course tough has found her all her alternate ids and uh even though tough's partner uh boyfriend doesn't want him Julian. to do it yeah, yeah doesn't want him to reveal it he's tough can't help himself he's just he's just so overwrought um he has to you know, confront Valeria because he doesn't like the fact that she's having a good time. 
you know, it's interesting. Which tough, is kind of weird, don't you think? Yeah, it is. And Tuff and Cash are the brothers. Uh, this time, there's no ghost appearance from no, Marcus. From Marcus Rosner this or time. Austin. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, they're the brothers. Oh, there is one thing. But they're to me, they're not very likable. The women in the show are the most, uh, the strongest, the most interesting. And in this episode, Missy uh, definitely she asserts herself a little bit more. Yeah. And now I will say, I believe it's not a double. It could be a double, but uh, she looks like she actually can ride a horse. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. She, the way she like swings that, yeah. up on the horse and yeah. rides off. Either that or they've done some really good editing, and I even I couldn't tell. And, you know, just Missy's a very attractive woman, so she's a really yeah. beautiful lady. Oh, speaking you know. of mounting up the, yeah. on the horse, though, I, oh, I yeah. have to say, there's <laughs> two things uh, that I would send this back to the kitchen for. And one is, Tuff mounts the horse. He, 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 I, I, don't, I still can't figure out where he's mounting from the ground or whatever. I never, you don't see him actually put his foot in the stirrup, but all you see is him landing on the horse, and it is the most awkward... It's like he's getting on some sort of ATV motorcycle. I can't figure that out. I, I honestly can't <clears throat> figure it out. His yeah. stirrups are really short. His uh, he 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 just kind of lands. I can't explain it. But it makes it's like me he laugh jumped off every the time. other horse next to him onto this horse. I, I, I can't figure it out. It's or, very strange. Yeah, or it's like take three. I think they obviously said just stand up on one leg and then get on the horse like you're getting on it. I don't know what happened. I, but, I don't know. And, but and I you know somebody's I'm no horse give rider. Those guys, some riding lessons. I'm or no something. horse rider, but I have. Uh, I've you got, actually can mount a horse pretty well. Yeah, you, you know how yeah. to put your foot in the stirrup exactly. and swing up yeah. gracefully. Yeah, and so. you swing your leg. Over the the you know the back of the horse, right? Over the rump of the horse, right. not whatever the heck he was doing. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Don't that know makes me laugh. But anyway, you need to be the horse consultant the on other, this show. No, so. no, they have good ones up there. They don't need me. But <laughs> obviously, they were you know taking the day off. So um, the other thing that I noticed was that in this whole ATV spinning around the the field thing, I just cringed at that because I saw these beautiful round bales in the background, and I know this is somebody's really good hay field, and they just tore it up. And I'm telling you right now, if I owned that place, those people would be fired. Maybe they, That's maybe the owner of the ranch didn't know the the crew was doing this. I don't know. I, I wonder about that. I don't know. I'm but, sure that they. Well, you know, I heavily because that's a lot of money. They wanted to add some action to the show, some, you know, excitement, but tearing up the field with that. They could have gone and found just some mud pit. Number one, it was harmful to the land. And number two, it's actually dangerous. So there you go. So, well, uh, whatever the case, I just, I just, at least they were wearing seatbelts. And I'm sure I wasn't the only person watching this show that knows about. You know, horses and hayfields and farms. It wasn't going. Oh my God! I know they just destroyed half an acre. I know. Of hay. I know. So, the, and the only other thing, uh, no, that's about it. And then at the end, of course, tough uh, tosses the the spare oh. identity cards. What? Right. We heard one thing, and and that is Missy. Oh yeah, Missy's mother appears. Mom. That's yeah. right. And Which that, I thought was one of the good. Yeah, that added some nice drama to it. The mother eventually does come to the birthday party, but it's uh, awkward. There's some heartfelt yeah. dialogue there, and and yeah. there's some some backstory discovered. That gave that Missy good. a little bit more, you know, um, backstory that makes yeah. it makes her more interesting as a character. I think so. that's one of the things I'm missing is that you know you have that with Missy and you have it with Valeria because because we're going to find out in a second why this movie uh, why this episode is called Estella, and that is that. There's no seeming backstory for Cash or Tough. Right. There's nothing yeah. going on there. It's like they're like an empty, empty cowboy hat. Yeah. Can't. Well, he was in the Marines. That's all we know. That's all we know. Cash was and in the, the Marines. You That's know, it. you had a kind of a sense when this the the series started that they were going to go there and figure out why Cash had so much right. going on. Right. Um, but no. And then also, 
why not some more music? You know, Tuff's a musician. He sings pretty well. He, he sang just, in the first you know, episode, but he has not picked up a guitar you since. Know, they should so. they, they should have that kind of yeah. woven in there. Just I don't know. I would think a lot. So. Yeah. I, I I don't know. That's I mean, my only thing is that it's now, a it's a talented cast. You know, we're not we're not dissing on those guys at all. No, it's just. It's I a, just like to see more from the story. You know, yeah. And and doing a series, you know, you've got all these characters. How do you develop them? How do you show what each character is doing? It's a it's well, a that's it's an the, art. That's you know. the, yeah, that's the art of writing yeah. is that you can write a lot in three lines yeah, that'll tell so. us something. So, But I, think, I would say this episode was an improvement over the previous couple. And so I think the show is trying to find its legs. Yeah, I, I so. look forward to seeing it next week. And then also, No of longer course, swiveling at the hawks. Tough. <laughs> Tough, uh, you know, t- throws down, so to speak, with the, the alternate IDs with Valeria. And then Valeria is seen at the end of the uh, of the episode burning said IDs. And then the last one was a Texas ID. And, and it actually probably was the real one. Right. And, uh, and then she flashes back to her as a young girl going up and, and uh, you know, saying goodbye to her obviously ailing and dying mother. And uh, that's where we learn her name. Estella. Of Estella. That was the name of the episode. And so now we're like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So this, this is, this goes is to show really you, good. This, now we're getting somewhere. This show is about uh, Valeria. This is this is her show. I think so, yeah. I think it's her yeah. story. So there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. Why didn't they tell us that in the first place? I don't know why. But, but anyway, so th- this was a, a a large snow cone for dessert. So I look forward to seeing next week. But, I, you know, I'm willing to give it the, a chance. Me and, too. And Dylan Neal is yet to show up. So. Oh, yeah. Well, things are going to get really good when he shows yeah, up. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to I seeing know. him in a cowboy hat. Uh, he's. It's going to be good with Dylan Neal. Yeah. So. Anyway, that is, uh, I think that's all we got for today. I think that's more than enough, don't you? Right. I just want to remind folks, we got a really nice review on our Apple podcast. I'd love for more people to say a few words about us. It helps people find the podcast, and we really appreciate what uh, our reviewer said. And and, and also, you know, we do have our own, uh, we have our very first CD, A Voice Like Yours, out for reissue. And if you'd like an actual copy of a CD, uh, please... uh, you know, drop us a message and uh, Instagram, whatever. Facebook, and yeah. uh, you know, we, we this is a free program, but boy, we don't mind selling our merchandise. <laughs> right, I'm gonna get some hats made. Right, right now in the cafe, we have to do our own, our own cooking. So yeah. we a, should ask in the Facebook group what people want on a T-shirt. Oh, there's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Should it be your table is ready? Love is always on the menu, or or something else. That'd be kind of fun. I'd yeah. like to have, I'm going to make t-shirts. Yeah. So yeah. we'll find out what people like. Yeah. My, anyway. my, my brother did the artwork, which I'm proud of. So it, they would look good in a t-shirt. So yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So anyway, so that's it. That's it for this edition of the Hallmark Cafe. Where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.